Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This podcast is produced on Anchor, where you can record, edit, and publish all from your smartphone. You can find the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other major podcast platforms. Stepping to the batter's box. Welcome, Dubuque area baseball fans. Wow, do we have a treat for you? We have an all exclusive interview with Dusty and Ross James of the Dusty Rogers Baseball Academy. Before we get started, just a friendly reminder you can find us on Facebook, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can contact us through the Anchor app if you'd like to leave a voice message and possibly get your voice message heard on the show. And you can also find us on Twitter at Coach A-C-H Manaman, M-A-N-E-M-A-N. Please remember that the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast Brought to you by the Ultimate Sports Weekend. The Ultimate Sports Weekend creates tournaments and events that are parallel. Our experts always feature something unique that create a memorable experience for our athletes. We strive to create a positive environment that is built on respect and competition. Visit Cole Bogey at the website www.ultimatesportsweekend.com or find them on Facebook, Ultimate Sports Weekend. And it's their events that create a unique experience, which gets me to my co-host for today. Coach Soigling is away on business in Phoenix, Arizona. His team is currently playing as we speak. Best of luck to his team. Which brings me to the owner, the founder, and the creator of the Ultimate Sports Weekend, former Wallert Catholic coach, Cole Bogey, also of Senior. So, Cole, tell us what you're doing now, and then we will introduce our guest, Dusty Rogers and Ross James from the Dusty Rogers Baseball Academy. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me. I've been listening to the podcast here for a couple of weeks now and love what you're doing with it. And um, Yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to be on the show here today. So uh, I'm currently living up in Appleton, Wisconsin. For, for you Dubuquers, it's about three to three and a half hours, depending on who's driving. Um, up here, it's 30 minutes south of Green Bay, so Packerland. Um, and I'm up here teaching eighth grade math. Coaching baseball, I'm a, a varsity coach. It's my fourth year. This year I was at Berlin High School. Now I'm at Lourdes Academy, which is a small Catholic school in Oshkosh, and right down the street from where I teach. And I'm very, very excited to have those kids there. And, again, I'm just glad to be here, Nick. We're glad to have you, which gets us to our interview with Dusty Rogers and Ross James of the Dusty Rogers Baseball Academy. D- 
Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast fans, this is a first. They say you remember your first kiss. They say you remember your first hit. They say you remember your first home run. Well, folks, this is the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast's first interview. Last week, we gave you a little teaser on some of the academies here in the Dubuque land area. And today, I have with you owner Dusty Rogers and his right-hand man, Ross James, joining us for the podcast. Guys, can you say hi to the listening audience out there? Hi, folks. Hey, folks. Dusty, really quick before we get going here, do you just want to give us a, a quick rundown of you and and Ross and just tell it, tell the community out there uh, just a little bit about you guys and a little bit about your background in baseball? Not a problem. Anybody that knows me knows that I don't do anything talking quick, so I'll do the best I can to condense, do the condensed version of this. Uh, I grew up in Chicago, Illinois, basically playing just like everybody else, playing a little street ball, stick ball, wall ball, whatever we got our hands on. And that carried on to high school where I played at or high school, uh, got offered a couple of uh, free agent contracts to play with the Kansas City Rolls and Cincinnati Reds coming out of high school, turned those down with the advice of my coaches and some other people. And I also wanted to go experience the college life. Uh, after that, I went on to play briefly at Jackson State, which is a uni- university, a four-year university, not knowing that I had to stay there three years because I didn't have we didn't have the counsel and the scouts and all that stuff, the agents back then. It was basically what your parents knew. And uh, after finding that out, I kind of knew I had a chance of getting drafted. Uh, after my freshman or, or sophomore year, which at a JUCO you can do. You can go after your first year. So I, I ended up transferring to Utica Junior College in Utica, Mississippi, a little small little, little blip on the map that you probably won't find. Everybody thinks it's in New York for some reason. But uh, out of there, I played there the first year. Again, got offered a free agent contract and was told I was going to be drafted by the Cincinnati Reds. Again, they seemed to follow me all throughout my career. And um, again, I kind of turned it down. Actually, my coach didn't pitch me a lot because he was trying to hide me. And we'll talk about the other story behind that, which you heard from my uh, coach uh, when I sent that um, that blip to you, Nick. I did. I was I was going to reference that here uh, shortly after you were finished. Yeah, um, I yep. was going to ask so- you. Yeah, I was going to ask you, your, your coach, uh, I, I researched that and I found it online. Your coach said your first year there, he didn't pitch you because he was afraid that he would lose you and he wasn't ready to lose you yet. Did you ever feel upset when he tells you that story that you could have been maybe in the big leagues or the uh, playing professional ball a year sooner? Did you ever hold that against him or get upset that he did that? No, because he's, he was actually the advisor and the one that helped me make that decision to move from Jackson State to come there, knowing the situation where I could get drafted a little bit sooner and I have to wait for my third year. So it, it ended up working out to my advantage. Plus, I'm just like most pitchers, which actually I can hit, but they think they're better hitters than they are. So I was always an outfielder. I never even really pitched in high school. So it was, I just threw hard, basically. I was a thrower, not really a pitcher. But after that first year, like you said, uh, we had lost a 
gentleman previously in the first round, my cousin, Mike Smith, and the Cincinnati Reds also drafted him. So they never got to see him beyond his freshman year. So I, did, I never held that against him because I knew one of his main reasons was for me to go higher in the draft based on where uh, I was being projected after my first year. So, no, I never really held that against him. Yeah, Dusty, the, the great thing, I stumbled across that video. The great thing I, I liked about that video that I found super interesting is he, he definitely talked about how you were a great outfielder, could cover both gaps from center, had a, had a strong arm from the outfield. You were the number three hitter. Not only could you hit for average, but hit for a ton of power. And in your career there at Ithaca, at, I'm sorry, how do you pronounce that? Utica. Is it Utica? Utica, yeah, Ithaca is the one um, that people get <laughs> confused with, which is an Ivy League school, I believe. But yep, um, you, you were, you're in their Hall of Fame. You were yep. All-American. You were All-District. And the story that he told that, that I absolutely loved is um, the coach from Mississippi State. And that team was just loaded. I mean, they had uh, All-Stars and Hall of Famers like Will Clark and Raphael Palmero, current manager of the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Joe Girardi for Mississippi State and they, their coach actually wanted to watch you pitch and they invited you to play them for a scrimmage just so you could pitch against his team just because uh, he wanted to see you and I thought I thought that was pretty pretty amazing that a coach would do that and, and pretty awesome story to hear from your college coach. Yeah, that, that team was pretty loaded. They also had uh, Bobby Dickpan. A lot of people forget about him. He mm. eventually turned into a closer for the Chicago White Sox, and he was actually their number four hitter. So he was he was a pretty solid yeah. player as well. And anybody that knows about JUCO, back in the day, we used to uh, play against universities. We didn't play other JUCOs. We used to play against the Jackson States or anybody that we could get our hands on that wanted to challenge or play against us. And uh, he just happened to hear a lot about me out of high school I actually got recruited by Mississippi State, so he knew of me coming in. So he just wanted to see if 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 it was true. So yeah, I ended up pitching against those guys, and I think after that he kind of knew that I was going to get drafted, so I wasn't going to be going there. So I didn't hear much after that, but it's it's just one of those stories you're kind of proud of. Yeah, and people listening to this, this is Dusty Rogers and Ross James from the Dusty Rogers Baseball Academy, and then Dusty, you went on to be the sixth overall pick in the first round of the January amateur draft. And I didn't realize this, that back then they had separate drafts for junior college kids and for high school kids. And then the kids that were in college, because the draft generally happens in June, but back then they had a uh, different, different drafts and you were the sixth overall pick to the Cincinnati Reds and some notable people to come from that 1984 January draft were the likes of Tom Glavin and Greg Maddox from the uh, Atlanta Braves and Greg Maddox from the Cubs, Al Leiter. I'd love to see Al Leiter pitch right now, man. I would love to see him just drill every Houston Astro in the rib cage. He threw hard. <laughs> and then former, uh, former MVP Ken Caminetti and, and Dante Bichette. But Dusty, anything you'd like to add about uh, yourself, your coaching, your playing career before we turn it over to have your right-hand man, Ross James, tell us a little bit about himself. No, I, again, people that know me, I, I don't do a real good job of bragging or talking about myself. My dad told me one thing that I carry today and I still tell kids 
if you're good, let people talk about you. You don't need to talk about yourself. So that's something I've always lived by. If you're if you were good and 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 also I'm not from the Iowa area, so a lot of people may not know about my career as much. I grew up in Illinois, but like I said, if you're good enough, people will talk about you. So that's enough about me today. <laughs> and Dusty is the owner of Dusty Rogers Baseball Academy, which is located on Nightingale Lane and also on is it Hughes Court off Cedar Cross Hughes Court? Yep, 3185 Hughes Court, right off Cedar Cross Road there. And that gets us to uh, Ross Janes, and Ross is the director of the operations for the Dusty Rogers Baseball Academy. Ross, welcome to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Super excited to have you. A little bit about yourself, a little bit about your uh, background before we uh, talk about the great things that are going on at the Academy. Uh, well, mine's not nearly as exciting as Dusty's is, I promise you that. Uh, I actually uh, went to college uh, starting out to play football, and I was a, a tackle and uh, tore my knee up my first year. So instead of playing football and baseball as planned, I couldn't catch anymore. And so had surgery on my knee and ended up having surgery on my shoulder. So that was about done. I did play a couple of years, the kind of a semi-pro kind of thing up in uh, um, South Dakota as well. But then everything from that point on went to uh, coaching. And so I, uh, I started coaching, seems like forever ago, and uh, been on boards of directors of uh, back in my hometown of Lamar's, um, of the Little League over there to the – used to be the Little League here to the Pony League to – coach at senior to coach legion ball to coach travel ball to kind of coach a whole lot of things so uh, i don't have a i don't have near the playing uh history that uh dusty does or any of the big accolades like that you know my my favorite dusty rogers story is when i coached at hempstead uh dusty would always wear this gold rolex that i always just thought was unbelievable i mean he's probably wearing about a thirty-five thousand dollar watch there oh, on the baseball boy. field hitting, hitting ios with this big huge watch on that was so big that i probably wouldn't have been able to keep my arm up the watch was so big but it was so funny seeing <laughs> dusty uh hit hit infield with this huge gold watch on and then seeing tim felderman hit infield with his batting gloves on you know, those, those are two, those are two things that I never saw in high school baseball. One guy hitting infield outfield with, uh, with a $35,000 gold Rolex on while the other guys hitting, uh, hitting IOs with, uh, batting gloves on. So I, I always got a kick when I always, uh, played you guys seeing, seeing what was going on there. You got, you got a pretty Cole, good Are you still with us? I'm, Did I'm... you fall asleep? Was that you snoring in the background? <laughs> No, no, I'm I'm still here, Nick. But you know what, Nick? One thing I think we should mention is I think you've coached in uh, cleats before, haven't you? For all the uh, listeners, my first out year. You remember that? Oh, of course, Nick. We all remember that. Yes. Yeah, I, I think I think it was uh, one, one doubleheader and not being able to walk the next day. My feet were so sore, I I quickly got rid of them. But uh, Dusty Rogers Baseball Academy here. Tell us uh, about your staff. <laughs> 
tell us about your programs, <laughs> special events that you guys have going on there, and and uh, go, go from there. I'll let you guys take it over. Who are some of your staff members? Who are what are some of the programs you offer to families and communities and baseball players? And then any uh, special events that you guys have going on that that are recurring events that you'd like to plug. Okay. Yeah, I'll talk about the staff and I'll let Ross talk about the programs. Uh, and one thing, Ross is very humble. I really wouldn't be doing this if, if Ross wasn't involved as the right-hand man because um, we've known each other since I think David was in seventh grade. So if, if, if he wasn't involved, there's no way I would even be thinking about doing any of this this uh, stuff we're doing right now. But to the staff, I'm very blessed to have a, a really solid staff. Right below uh, Ross is Dave Sampson, whose son Tyler Sampson played at uh, WD and went yeah. on to play at Cornell College. Uh, he's our general manager. And then we have our director of baseball, uh, Ross's son, David Jaynes, who is our head hitting guy there, as well as Andrew Redman and Derek Lawrence, who's our pitching guys over there. But we're very fortunate to have uh, Austin Clemens, the next senior, Kirkwood and Clark guy over there as well. And the one thing you run into sometimes is you, you tend to forget some people, but we keep our staff pretty tight. And, and the guys that come through there and girls also, we kind of we screen them pretty, uh, pretty tough. You know, they got to have some kind of background of playing some kind of at least at least at the college level. Anyway, because that carries a little little bit more weight when you're trying to sell I, these I people. Can tell, I can tell that you guys screen your staff very tough because when I uh, posted on Facebook that I was stepping away from the game of baseball, I thought you would have reached out to me right away and offered me a position, but I'm still <laughs> waiting for that offer. So, uh, I, uh, I know I definitely you're, did. You're always welcome, the, Nick. Uh, you're always welcome. Process, process there. <laughs> you're, you're always welcome, my friend. Well, thank you. I, you heard that there, people. Uh, the offer is on the table here. I, 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 don't, I don't coach cheap, I'll tell you that much. And I, I do uh, – I am a little bit of a diva, and I do request Roger Clemens-type things, too, when, uh, when I play. But, uh, yeah, back, back to your staff. You guys um, – also, I, I did not mention this in, in our last program uh, that we did, our last podcast, but people may not know this, but you guys also um, do have softball teams as well, correct? Yeah, Nick, I'm telling you right now, we're so proud of our softball program that actually it's a funny story how it started up. We were just going to do baseball and consider softball, you know, but maybe a midterm, long-term plan. But we had a couple of kids from senior who I had coached in basketball that played softball and wanted us to at least give it a try. And I challenged them. I said, okay, go out and give me some players and we'll try a high school team. And lo and behold, we did tried at softball that first season and then it just took off and I think we're up to six or seven teams now which is which is pretty yep. incredible in a two two and a half year span and it's continued to grow and it's I'll tell you right now be on the lookout it might it might it might I'll do uh, eventually because that's how fast it's, it's going right now we got some great instructors there as well and all of these uh, young ladies and young men have played probably some kind of ball or coached some kind of ball at the college level as well we have uh, Danielle Krug. Uh, we have Megan Less. Danielle attended uh, Clark. Uh, Megan uh, attended uh, UD. But we also have Vinny, who's uh, Vinny Rako, who's coached at Bolton. He's a Hall of Famer from the Wisconsin area for fast pitch. Uh, uh, we have uh, Sean Plumer. We got Randy Romberg. Like I said, we got a host of very solid instructors in softball as well. 
And uh, we also just – we didn't really lose, but Andy Smith, she's over coaching at UD right now. So they're into their season. So she's done lessons and a lot of stuff for us as well. But, again, I can go on and on about our staff. We got some great, great instructors. When I when I was looking at your website and looking at your staff members, the one thing that that I really enjoyed is it was most of it was local talent, and it was good to see a lot of the standouts um, that starred and prepped here in Dubuque are still passing along their knowledge and and their love of the game onto uh, the next generation. I thought I thought that that was great. Um, I, I before I brought you guys on, I, I read your article. Uh, Jim Leitner did an article on you guys, uh, 2015 mm-hmm. in the TH, and he talked about how the motto of the uh, the debut or the Dusty Rogers Baseball Academy was bringing basics back or building on basics. And do you guys still have that motto that you're working on with your players and your teams or, or has the envision changed or, or where are we there? Nope. Back to the basics because you, if you sit around and you watch area high school and even sometime college, you just see some of the basic things uh, not being, being followed up on or being taught. You know, you got to run on third base to throw back from the catcher to the pitcher. That's a live ball. How often do you see the shortstop and second base and run up behind and make sure that that ball doesn't get away and that run at third scores? You see it all the time. If you're you're watching one of my teams, 100%, you always see that. But other teams in the area, not so much. Of course. If, of course. If, uh, if, if you're watching, if you're watching Cole Bogey's team, you see the shortstop and the second baseman sitting back looking at the dandelions. They're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you are you're lucky that I'm three hours away right now. That's all I'm thinking. What are you going to do about it, huh? <laughs> yeah, Nick, and you also the main thing is outfielders. You you'll look at even in softball. Outfielders just stand still on all the activities going on in the infield on, on rundowns or whatever the situation may be. It's just those basic things that, that we make sure that we follow up on and we're kind of sticklers on. Yeah, I, I agree that when I go to a lot of games, um, and even Little League games, too, a lot of the basics, a lot of the fundamentals uh, are not being taught, or or maybe they're being taught. I'm not at every practice. I don't want to speak, but for for other programs but maybe maybe they're forgetting and and uh the players just just aren't aren't doing that but did we miss anybody on on your staff that you want to talk about or you want to highlight before you tell us about any programs or special events that you have have going on yeah and i want to backtrack because ross is usually one that covers me on these kind of things i just want people to understand that we're not in any shape, form, or fashion being critical of our high school coaches college coaches because we know sometimes they get these kids with, with not, without proper training in this stuff. So we're not bashing them in no shape, form, or fashion because we're very supportive of our high school and college programs in the Dubuque area. Yeah, and we're lucky. We have a lot of great coaches in the Dubuque area at the high school and, and college level. And we're that's not what the podcast is about. The podcast isn't about talking poorly about teams or players or programs. It's about talking about all the positive things that are going on. And there are lots of positive things going on at the Dusty Rogers Baseball Academy. Ross, uh, any special events, any programs that, that's going on at the academy that you'd like to plug? Yeah, well, I, I'd like to kind of backtrack a little bit on the back to the basics. Uh, um, our model and what we try to do is 
is all around that very thing. So we have, we usually have a couple teams um, that is um, a team made up of someone who wouldn't normally jump on a travel team, um, but is just really looking to play and really develop. We always have those kind of, you know, a couple of those teams as part of our package. The second thing we did then is we also have um, our programs run an entire year. And so, you know, you can take off for basketball season and those kind of things. But the idea is that they get the training that they want, but um, it's all that basic stuff like we talk about. And so all of our programs, we put everyone who's in our stuff through a, we call them baseball or softball IQ classes. So kind of a baseball 101 where we talk about just some of the very basic stuff that that seems to not get covered or do we never have time to cover. So we do that all year long. And so that's one of the unique things I'd say that we do. Um, but we do have some things coming up. We have uh, a bunch of stuff for some, um, some of our uh, younger kids. And uh, um, coming up, we have our little Reds camp that we start for, for youth, I think under eight and under. Uh, starts next week, and we and we got because uh, all of our all of our high school uh, all of our high school teams are starting in the perfect game league uh, next weekend, and so they're going to start to ramp that up, and so we do a lot of that kind of stuff. But we also what was that? Oh, so we um, we really we make an effort to make sure that as that starts to happen, that we start to we know that now is the time that like Pony League and Prairie League and Independent League are going to start to to fire up and start practicing. And so then we start to have uh, off-season development programs and uh, pitching clinics and hitting clinics and those kind of things that um, it's kind of made more for them yeah, and more for local local kids and that aren't interested in playing ball, but just kind of want to get some skill development and those kind of things. So that's all coming up this next couple months. So now what are, what are some of your price points on those things? So if I want to bring my high school team in or my little league team in to practice and to rent the facility out, what, what does that run? If, if I want to do a lesson with David James, what does that run? Or if I want to do pitching with Andrew Redman or, or with Dusty, what does that run? What are some of your prices? What are uh, for your travel teams as well? What, what are we looking at for price points on some of those things? Well, we got um, – that's like – the gamut's pretty big on that. Most of our – when we have a team come in, um, we have kind of a set um, a set price. I don't remember exactly what the price is depending on how many weeks they go. So if they go, say, 10 weeks and they practice the same time every night, then we kind of give them a nice break yeah. um, in, in how long they're there. Um, but also we offer a variety of, of help for their teams too. So they – some teams will come in and they want to run it for 10 weeks, but in those 10 weeks, they want to have an instructor there to help set up practice plans or, um, you know, maybe they want David to come in and work on catching or they want uh, uh, Red or Austin to come in and work on pitching with their teams. And so we create different packages for anything that they kind of want with those things as well. Um, so it's kind of an individualized type thing. And then we have, um, we do have, a variety of, of hitting programs as well that we run for our uh, local high schools, both baseball, baseball and softball. And those go between eight and 12 weeks. So it's kind of every one of those a little bit different based on time and who yeah. they want. And we got to travel there. Um, but our lessons are, are, um, you know, five pack of lessons are $200 and then 
um, a uh, Tempax 400. And, um, you know, we, we have a lot of our, a lot of our instructors are they're very busy, but we usually get everyone in and work with them and those kind of things too. So it's kind of the general thing. Our, the big thing we really try to do though is travel ball is expensive. I mean, yeah. we're not going to sit here and tell you any, any way that it's not expensive. Um, but we've, we've done everything we can to create a scenario that, um, it's as, as affordable as it can be and keep the lights on and get the quality instruction that they get. This isn't something where we just, Hey, we're going to play in two weeks. Everyone just sign up and come play. You know, we want, you know, we put our, put all our players through, through programming and stuff like that. So our, our, um, for the baseball, I'm just trying to remember now you're saying it, make me think about it. I think it's 15, right about 15, 14 to $1,500 for the entire year mm. um, at the, at the base level. And that includes um, I think 14, 14, turn, 14 to 15 tournaments year long. Um, but it also includes all of our 12 week hitting program, all those classes we talked about. We do um, weekly uh, kind of a, we call it structured hitting, which is our um, kind of team hitting concept where you, like most practices are, you have stations and you just come in. There's not a lot of individualized instruction. Um, um, that we, and then we, you know, and then we have, and then we have fielding and, and, and throwing programs that run the same way. Um, for an additional option, you can get um, uh, lesson packs with it, but you can also then get, if you go to our third option, which is an extra, I think it's an extra $400 total. I didn't know prices were going to come up, so I'm trying to remember off memory because it was last fall when all this kind of came yeah, out. That's but, okay. Um, they, they can go to your you, website you or follow can. you on Facebook yeah. to, to look at these things, Dusty Rogers Baseball Academy. Yep. Yeah. And then um, with that option, you get 10 lessons, which is the same price. And then, But then also then whoever you, you're taking lessons with, you'll create an individualized hitting plan nice and then we offer program nights where we'll have an instructor there like a hitting instructor or a pitching instructor if it's a pitching pro um lessons or if it's hitting lessons um we have those there to to work through just it's like homework it's like doing these are, these are the drills i want you to work in and you're off time before we have our next lesson so it's kind of a long-term program um, to help in their individual development. And so we've had, we started out with, it was just uh, hitting and, and pitching. And then we got a bunch of people asked about catching. And so David took that and he has an individualized program that he does with the, with the catchers and we have uh, outfielders. And so we had a little bit of everything now. So, so that's kind of the approach. So that's our, when you talk price point, that's where we're yeah. at. So what we've tried to do is make it as absolutely as affordable as possible. Um, for people and we do have fundraising options for them as well if if they can't afford it we do offer you know payment plans and stuff like that so yeah, I, I, we've done our best to I love the, to make I, that work i love the fact that you guys aren't turning anybody away and there's there's ways to get kids playing baseball because ultimately that's what it's all about is passing passing our knowledge yep. and our love of the game down to the next generation and getting getting kids on on the baseball field that's awesome that you guys do that Absolutely. Yeah, bro. And, yep. and basically, Nick, is we really, really focused on this year going back to the, the academy style rather than just throwing kids on the field to play a bunch of tournaments. 
we wanted to make sure it was academy style, even when it comes to the uh, college recruiting and getting these kids placed as well. Yeah, and that's that brings me to a question that I've been thinking about when when I talked about these academies is I'm talk talk to me as I'm a dad. I, I come into your center and my kid plays in the pony league and I and I'm new to travel baseball. So what benefits would my son or my daughter have uh playing for one of your teams? What what benefits come from that over just maybe playing in the independent league or playing in in pony league? I, I know you did a great job of talking about that, but is there is there anything that you'd like to add? I have that conversation almost on a weekly, yeah, almost on a weekly basis uh, with with parents, and it really comes down to is um, it's it's you can go on the internet right now and you can find eight hundred kidding programs or you know just search you know how to you know how do you fix casting in a swing right, and you're gonna find a thousand different ways to do that, and you come to us because there's an underlying reason why that's actually happening. It can be one of five different things. It doesn't just mean one thing. And so when you come to, when you come and play with us or you come and take lessons with us, that's the approach we take is that each each player is individualized. And so we we don't just say, "Oh, you have to fit into this mold or you have to do this." And when you're playing with with uh and you know, I was a daddy ball coach, you know. And when you're playing yeah. with coaches that are parents that don't have the time investment or the, or the experience of coaching or playing <laughs> these different things. They don't, they only know one way and that works for, you know, works for some kids, but it doesn't work for all kids. And so that's what it's really about for us. And so, you know, we, I know Dusty, you know, we talked about the college end of it and I hope we talk a little bit more about that, but really our first thing is, we want to get you prepared to play in high school. You know, we want you to make your freshman team first. And then we'll worry about your varsity team. And then we'll worry about college. And yeah. by taking that kind of approach, it's not a, oh, well, you just come, you, you take some swings and you go play. No, we're going to teach you the whys, the hows, um, and teach you the, the approach to systematically get better over time. Yeah, and then also the benefits of of private lessons. What what do those what do those have, and and what do those offer instead of me just saying, well, I'm just gonna pull uh, turn on YouTube and and here's a video that I'm gonna watch. Now we're we're gonna do this video. I, I've heard you say that it's it's individualized. It's it's geared toward the players. But what what are some of the other benefits that buying a five pack or a 10 pack of lessons would, would have for my son? Well, there's, there's a few things. The first one is that you're going to, we're going to find out why it's happening. We don't know, you know, you don't always know why, why someone may be casting or pulling off of everything or lunging out. There's a lot of reasons that can happen and and good instructors get to that base and then work on fixing what their actual problem is, not just what the result is. And so that's a that's a big part of it. The second part is you coach Nick and Cole, you coached and Dusty's coach is relationship building. You know, that yeah, that's huge. You know, when when we give lessons to people, you know, for instance, David, um, 
has been giving lessons for the last uh, year or so to uh, a kid out of uh, Galena. Um, he goes and watches them playing basketball. You know, he doesn't get that's not paid to do that. It's because he's built a relationship to do that. There was nights I remember years ago when I used to work uh, overnights and I get a call from somebody at 1030 at night. Hey coach, can you, uh, can we go uh, have a lesson real quick? Uh, you know, they didn't want to talk about their swing. They were having problems with their girlfriend, you yeah. know, and they just needed to go get away from things and just talk. And those are the things that, you know, that we bring, you know, because we care, we don't, it's not just uh, money coming in. It's really about helping that kid all the way from the swing aspect of it, the mental side of it to, you know, Hey, what's going on in your life? How's school going? You know, and, and really have a more, I don't want to say holistic because it sounds different, but you know, really a holistic approach to, to working with kids and uh, getting to know them and understanding that the mental aspect of it, if they're having a bad day because their girlfriend broke up with them or they're fighting with their parents, that's going to go in the field too. And so, you know, building that relationship and helping them kind of navigate through when they're having those kind of days is as much of our part about lessons as it is just a swing process. Yeah, Nick, yeah. You, know, you know the relationship building is very important. All Like you said, all of us have coached. There's nothing more gratifying than to have a Kenny Capacious or Connor Grant or any of these kids come back, Ethan Orcutt, even when they're done with your program and you've coached them years ago, they still come back to you for advice. What's yeah. more gratifying than that? Yeah, that's that's better than any paycheck you ever get, getting invited to graduation parties, getting invited to, to weddings. That's that's really what what makes it worth it in the end and not even, you know, seeing seeing these players grow into to great adults and to great young men uh, makes it makes it worthwhile too sounds like there's there's a lot of great things going on there not just baseball but but life-wise as well so those kids are, right. are lucky to have you guys and, and have your staff getting them on the baseball and the softball field but also uh, being there for them to help them grow and, and mature as people now Cole and Tyler and I Coach Soigling and Coach Bogey, we, we talk about this all the time. We, we have conversations about this all the time. Cole, you are from the Appleton, Wisconsin, Green Bay area, correct? Correct. And how many people do you have roughly in, in that area? Oh, gosh. So Green Bay's got, that's about 30 minutes away. It's 100,000 plus uh, Appleton's about a hundred thousand where I live, and then thirty minutes south is Oshkosh, which is about seventy, so somewhere close to three hundred, I would say, within and thirty miles. You radius. and I would would talk about how you have three hundred and some thousand people in your area, but you guys do not have a baseball academy in that area, correct? Well, we have a couple. Um, I know okay. Dubuque, Dubuque has a, a, probably about as many as we have up here yeah and that's that was one of the things that surprised me uh dusty and ross when i heard you guys were opening and that that's kind of what i'm leading to is dubuque is a town give or take seventy thousand people and when you guys started your business before you launched there were already a few academies 
um, that were around. So what did you see in your business model? What did you see in your plan to think that uh, Dubuque needed or, or had to have uh, another baseball academy? And, and I'll start it, Ross, and then let you finish it up. Um, one thing, Nick, that when I first came to town here in, in 99, I had a, a plan to launch something off like this here before John Deere came knocking at my door. And you just don't say no to that. You don't, so you don't say I no had, to that insurance either. Exactly. So I had the business plan and everything laid out. It was, it was kind of a courtside kind of a situation. It was almost something similar to that, that was going to have travel teams and all that stuff as well. But obviously, like I said, that got derailed because John Deere came knocking. So lo and behold, uh, Rosencrantz came and opened up bases loaded Academy which Ross worked for and I worked for David, almost all everybody that's involved these days probably worked there at some point, you know, in, in their time, in their lifetime. But, and then once we did that for a while and once that ended up moving, it was a perfect time for us to jump in. So all the other locations that had their stuff going on or currently have indoor facilities, we've had this idea since 1999 that we wanted to do. It just took some time for it to get off the ground. So I don't feel yeah. – I, I didn't feel that at that time the market was flooded, although there's two more since we even launched ours. But we had every bit of confidence in, in what we had for instructors and people running it. And, and, and basically what our motto was, it was a little different than what everybody else was doing. So we, we've stuck by that. We, we, we really truly believe in our system and our methods. And uh, that's that's why we decided to throw ours up as well. And, and things are going quite well. Yeah. And it's it sounds like things are going well. I see kids in, in my classroom and at my my practices that I run here in Dubuque will show up wearing their hooded sweatshirts. They'll wear their uniforms to practice. And and I and I remember reading that today when Jim Leitner did that article in the TH about your academy opening up, that this is something that has been in the works for a while. But it seemed like every time you were getting ready to launch another life experience popped up and, and it just getting, just kept on getting put on the back burner. And, and I love the fact that, that we're here and, and you're doing it and, and you had an opportunity to, uh, to put this forward and, and to get the balls rolling there. Uh, Ross, anything that you'd like to add to that? I know Dusty jumped in there right away, but, but uh, just like any good, any good debate or conversation, he said your name. So I think you get 30 seconds to respond, right? <laughs> no, he's exactly, he's, he's exactly right. And, and it was never, um, it's interesting because I've, we've never looked at, the other places as competition. Um, we do similar things and we have similar markets, but we do them in different ways. And, and um, you know, so it was never, it was never a matter of, Oh, well, they got this, this could be a tough go of it. This entire thing was a response that we had and then Dusty from a long time ago to really wanted to make sure that, that, you know, the kids that, that we had coached over all that time had a space to go if they wanted to keep doing baseball and to bring, bring that to kids and in Dubuque, you know, would you say that senior is better or worse than Waller than West Dubuque than Hem said, look at all those, those teams. And you realize there's not one Academy that could service all that, all the yeah. needs or desires for those kids. And so, so it was never a matter of, oh, the market's too saturated or those kind of things. It was, hey, you know what? 
people love baseball in Dubuque and Dubuque County in this area. And so we can, we can offer a spin, you know, an approach to it and that, that we believe in. And so that's kind of how we, we approach it going into it. Yeah, that's, you that's, that's right. a good point. Go ahead, if, Nick. If I can jump in, Nick, that Ross has a great point because, the, you know, the top three to four people like Ross James and Dave Sampson and even uh, Mike Clemens, I don't know if you know Mike or not. I do. Yeah. But, but one of our things that we thought about is, you know what, let's get this started. And you know what, down the road and we're done, guess what? our kids are going to be able to take this place over. So that goes to David James and Austin Clemens and Tyler Sampson. So it's kind of worked out as planned as we originally planned that if we decide to step away, guess what? Our kids are going to take over from there. Yeah. And it, it, it would be in, it would be in good hands. I know I have a lot of respect for those guys as people and, and as players as well. And Ross, you are right about the Dubuque area loving baseball because when Tyler and I, threw around the idea of doing this podcast we thought we would get 20 to 30 people listening and we have over 500 plays and and over 500 listens and the community has really responded well to this which has made me even more want to put out a great product and again I uh, can't thank you guys enough for uh, for joining me for my first. They say you always remember your first. I will remember this first interview that that I've done on the Dubuque area baseball podcast. We we are talking about the four teams. We are highlighting these four teams. Who are some players in the area that are currently working in your facility working out in your facility that are bound to have a huge breakout or bust out year for one of the four high schools oh man you're trying to get us in trouble i tell you what there's some young kids and there's some older kids i i'm going to start with west dubuque just the kids i know um i'm not sliding anyone but casey paranow had busted out in a big big way last year with a I don't even know what you want to call it. It's what his ERA, whether it was under one, that's insane. So uh, Casey Perrinow is one that jumps out in that West Dubuque area. Then you got Johnny Blake over at senior. I mean, you got some, there's some great, great ball players coming out. Uh, uh, Savory from Wallert is another kid that comes to mind. Uh, we actually have the Max Penn's kid, who's also going to be an excellent player, Nick Getkin. So it's the list goes on. There's some really solid baseball to look forward to between these high schools in Dubuque. Ross, I'm sure you got a few more possibly to add in there if I'm missing some people. Well, I know Eli Green has looked really good this oh, yeah. uh, spring. He's he's nice Cascade, job. but yeah. Um, yeah. but but he's looked really good. And uh, Tommy Specht at Wallard, he works with David on uh, with hitting, so he takes uh, lessons with him. Um, both those guys. Um, I agree with you. Johnny Blake, I think he's going to have a great year. Casey's going to have a great year as well. So I think there's those guys that just off the top of my head uh, jump out as well. Yeah, and we even guys. Stretch, uh, oh, I'm sorry. To, Go ahead. Uh, we even stretch out like a little bit to that Makoka area. You know, there's a Ryan Grunwald over there that's going to do well over from Makoka. So we stretch out there there as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of season Rhinos going to have. And then, like I say, the alumni, our alumni speaks for itself. We had, out of my 17U team from last year, out of those 12 kids, I know nine to 10 of them have gotten placed in college somewhere. 
Yeah, that's that's great to hear. And a lot of those names uh, we we will be talking about. We've we've talked about some. But guys, I, I'd like to leave you with a little gift here, if you don't mind. Um, I, I was thinking of a motto for the Dusty Rogers Baseball Academy. So take it however you'd like it. Um, but I, I just I, knowing you guys and and knowing what you're doing there, I uh, thought I thought this was pretty good. Building excellence one swing at a time. So take it if you'd like. That's uh, that'd be baseball podcast gift to you guys is is <laughs> is a motto. Um, if you'd like to take not it, bad, it man. go for it. Not, yeah, not, not bad. Good. Not bad. Does Cole but, approve? I, approve. I don't know. Cole, do you approve? Absolutely. I think you guys are doing it the right way. It's more. It's more than just baseball, and that's why you've been so successful. And we'll continue that. And well, so guys, we always. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, Nick. One thing I just wanted to say is, you know, you're the only only person in the room that I haven't coached with. So um, sometime you and I are going to have to pair up and you're going to have to help coach. We're going to have to coach together so I can uh, make it a clean sweep with all the all the co-hosts and, and guests. So, <laughs> well, you know, we, you, we you will, Cole and I coach together, to right? That. What was that? Say that again, Ross. Yeah, I look. Look like Ross just got dropped off for some reason. So oh, okay. Ross was just saying that that him and I had coached together, and, and Ross has coached yeah. Dusty and and quite a few others. So yeah, um, I remember yeah. that. Well, Dusty, we still have. Hey, is this heaven? No. It's the around the horn section of the Dubuque area baseball podcast. Five random questions that the guests were not prepped for you around so do you mind if we uh finish this segment with our around the horn segment then we'll get you out of here uh these okay that's why not so so the around the horn segment is five quick fire random baseball questions that um we're gonna go here real quick responses off the top of your head around the horn so it's strikeout it's third short second third and pitcher that's how we come up with the five questions number one favorite baseball experience uh the getting receiving a call from pete rose to be called up to pitch in spring training for the team very cool two favorite baseball movie Ooh, oh wow I have to boy, that's ooh, that's a tough one. All right, I have to go at Major League. All right, three while coaching in Dubuque, toughest area pitcher your kids slash teams faced. Andrew Redman. <laughs> easy, <laughs> that's easy. Yeah, four. Favorite major league team? The Cubs. Oh man, you know I don't follow. Uh, uh, I don't follow a specific team. I used to be a huge White Sox fan, but then in the strike strike year, I gave up following a team exclusively. So, yeah. so, so I it's just follow Cubbies. it generally. And Dusty, you're you're the Cubs. Go Cubs, go. And then the last question as the third baseman slams it right back into the pitcher's glove. Biggest baseball pet. Ooh. 
uh, stupid stitions. Stupid stitions. Did you hear our last podcast when we talked about? Superstitions? Yeah, with Tyler. I remember that. The stupid stitions to me. I don't believe. I don't yeah. believe in them. <laughs> I I don't either. <laughs> uh, how about you, Ross? What's you, uh, your biggest baseball pet peeve? Human rain delays. The guys on the mound. Human rain delays. Yes, oh, that take okay. a minute between each pitch. Walk around the mound three times, take their hat off, wipe their head, and then get on the mound, throw one pitch, and do the same thing again. Dusty, Dusty yeah. we have to agree as pitchers that Ross just doesn't know what he's talking about being a catcher. That's that's what, part of the what, game, Ross. Come on, what did, man. What did, what did he say? Human rain delays. I said human rain delays. This sarcasm. gentlemen thank you for taking an hour out of your day to uh to meet with us uh we appreciate it thanks for all the great things you're doing uh at the academy dusty rogers baseball academy find them on their website find them on facebook find them on twitter i think i even saw a picture of dusty on instagram with his <laughs> arms out with the with the message saying me trying to figure out instagram which gave me gave me a like anything to uh add guys before we uh we do our final send off here couple plugs yeah, you know i'm gonna say congratulations to cole bogey it couldn't happen to a nicer guy we hope you get tremendous success and we'll be looking you up and hopefully can uh, get to some of those tournaments for you. Um, also ultimate sports weekend. Yep. 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 So congratulations on that Cole. And uh, I want to put a plug in there for you having the best co-anchor in the world and Tyler Sogling because me and Ross think very highly of him. Tyler's a great guy that's going to do awesome things for you. And then last but not least, daddy ball is okay. If you got Jay Kerman coaching your team. <laughs> Boy, you want to get me started here, huh, Dusty? I finished up strong. I finished up strong, right? You did, and I love that baseball IQ class that he's teaching because it yeah. seems like a lot of kids don't have that uh, these days. That knack of when you're catching, you back up every single throw to first base with nobody on base. So I'm, I, I was glad to see that 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 class was taking place there by by favorite of the show, Hall of Famer of the show, Jay Kerman. Uh, Ross, <laughs> anything to uh, to add before uh, we uh, dismiss and let you guys enjoy this beautiful Saturday night? Yeah, well, I want to thank you for doing this because, well, first of all, I have tons of respect for you, but I, I've worked with Cole and Tyler, and they're both amazing, amazing people, not to mention great baseball people. Um, and the other thing is I know how much work that you put into this, and I appreciate that because I love hearing about baseball, talking about baseball, and I could do it all day, but um, there's a lot of grunt work that goes into it on your end too. So thank you, Nick, for doing thanks, that. Thanks, Ross. Good job, Nick. Hey, thanks. Good I, job, Nick. I appreciate it, guys. Um, and keep up the good work. Uh, I'm not sure if I'll be able to get out of my house. My head's so big after the compliment uh, <laughs> Ross just gave me there, but, but I appreciate it. So, guys, I'm going to stop in here sometime soon, check the place out. Thank you for – agreeing to uh, be on the podcast and, and to be the first interview. I, I appreciate it. You guys enjoy the rest of your night. All right. Yeah, you shout, too. Out See you plug, shout out and plug, shout out and plug to Dave Sampson, who's our general manager does great things as well. Yep. All right. We got right. you, Dave. There's Thanks, your plug. Guys. I, could, I could tell he slipped. 
I could tell he slipped Dusty a five for that plug right there. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> Have a Thanks, good guys. Night, guys. Take care. All right. Yeah, see thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. Post-game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.